It's Saturday night and you're at a concert listening to your favorite band. You saved your pennies and managed to snag general admission tickets right in front of the stage amongst thousands of your fellow screaming fans. The energy is electrifying and you don't want the moment to end. In fact, you're so into the music that you don't notice the crowd slowly pushing their way between you and the group you came with. As you turn to share the excitement with your friends, you realize they're nowhere to be found. You strain, search, and push your way through the sea of strangers, but you don't even know which direction to head in. What was once fun isn't fun anymore. You're totally alone in a crowd of people and a cold feeling of panic creeps through your veins as you start to wonder how you're gonna get home and silently pray that your friends didn't leave without you. And then, just when you were about to give in to despair, you catch a glimpse of a familiar face, a friend who came to search for you in the crowd. Your shoulders relax as you breathe a sigh of relief. You're no longer alone and you know you're gonna be okay. The Bible talks a lot about being lost, not physically, but spiritually. We can lose our sense of who we are and what really matters. Even those of us who are Christians can lose our way, going through the motions, but wondering if we can ever find our way back to faith in God. Feeling lost is frustrating, confusing, and lonely. But God never leaves us hanging. Jesus tells us over and over again, especially in Luke chapter 15, that God searches tirelessly for the lost. The idea of being spiritually lost can sometimes be hard to wrap our minds around. So before we jump into our parable for the day, we asked our guest, Deep Spirituality publisher, Parker Allen, to help us explain it. Parker, have you ever had this feeling of being spiritually lost? Yes, absolutely. I especially felt like this at the end of high school and the beginning of college, but you wouldn't think so if you looked at me. I was doing well in school, I had friends, and I had figured out what I wanted to do for my career. But for the life of me, I couldn't figure out how to maintain relationships, how to handle conflict or deal with my emotions. I was a Christian, but nothing in my life showed that I was. I would sneak out of the house to smoke or meet up with girls, lie to my parents constantly about where I was or who I was with, and I would get angry at and just be mean with people who were supposed to be my best friends. I tried having relationships with girls that were secure and happy, but I ended up just using people. I remember staying up at night overwhelmed with worries about the future, weighed down by guilt and feeling completely alone. I desperately wanted to feel heard, understood and loved, but I avoided anyone who tried to have any sort of real conversation with me. I was doing this to myself and I didn't know how to stop it. Thanks, Parker. I really appreciate you being real about that because sometimes feeling spiritually lost after you've become a Christian is hard to talk about, but it happens and I know your story, so I know it doesn't end there, but we'll get to that in a bit. In today's parable about a lost coin, Jesus paints a picture of what God feels when we become lost and how he searches desperately for us and how we can come back to him. Luke 15, eight in the Amplified Version says, or what woman, if she has 10 silver coins, each one equal to a day's wages and loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it. Imagine you're the woman in this story. Many historians think that the coins in the story were some kind of wedding gift, either by themselves or strung together as jewelry, something close to a wedding ring in today's time. So not only do these coins hold monetary value, but they're sentimental too. There are memories and emotions attached to them. 
You're looking at your coins one day, running your hand across them as you reminisce on one of the happiest days of your life. But then your heart stops. You only counted nine. What happened to the last one? You frantically search under every pillow, checking every closet and every drawer. You drop everything else you were doing, turn on all the lights and deep clean your house, knowing this is the only way you'll find your precious coin. Let's take a second to reflect. It's easy to imagine why the woman who represents God in this story would want to turn on the lights and sweep the house to find her lost coin. But the question we have to ask ourselves is, when we feel lost, how easy do we make it for God to find us? Do we turn on the lights, opening up our hearts and sharing our feelings to clear away the dust and dirt inside us? Or do we sink into the dust pile, hiding our thoughts and feelings as we slide deeper under the rug? Often we become lost and drift from God because it's been a while since we've swept our hearts, figuring out what's inside them and understanding what affects them. Though it may be uncomfortable at first, we have to be willing to let God search us, clearing out the dust and dirt that conceal Him from our view. Let's find out what happens when the dust is cleared away and God finds us again. Luke 15, 9 in the NIV. And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. Right when you think you've looked under every table and checked every drawer, you find it. There on the floor, sticking out from under the rug, is your special coin. Right away, you call all of your best friends, unable to contain your excitement. Remember that coin I lost? Remember how sad I was? I found it. I know, come over. I'll show you, it was right under the rug. This uncontainable joy is how God feels when He finds us. We're incredibly valuable to Him, and no matter how lost we were, He rejoices to have us home. And He wants His friends to share that joy, hoping that those around Him will be as excited and passionate as He is about the lost being found. Let's bring back Parker. Parker, tell us how you found your way home to God after that time you felt really lost. On one of those nights where I was up late with my thoughts and I didn't know what to do with them, I realized everything I tried was just making it all worse. The more sin I got into, the more guilty I felt, the more selfish I was, the more lonely I got. I felt myself slipping and the path I was headed down scared me. I got desperate and so I decided to pray. I just told God I missed him, that I was anxious about my future, that I didn't know how to be close to someone without being so afraid of rejection. I told him everything on my mind and when I did that, it was like the scripture came true. The dust was being swept away and I could see more clearly. I could see that God hadn't gone anywhere and he was just waiting until I came back home. And he missed me too and just wanted to be close again. This made it so much easier to be honest with the friends who were trying to help me that I was pushing away. And that feeling of being loved and valued even after you run away and rejected someone is the best feeling in the world. And it's something I always go back to when I feel lost. And it's something that I want everyone around me to feel too. Thanks, Parker. I think you're right that when we experience the feeling of coming home to God, we'll be excited and motivated to share this feeling with others. Luke 15, 10 in Amplified. In the same way, I tell you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents, that is, changes his inner self, his old way of thinking, regrets past sins, lives his life in a way that proves repentance, and seeks God's purpose for his life. What would it look like for you to change your inner self? How can you seek God's purpose for your life? Decide today to turn on the lights of your heart, sweep house, and experience the joy of coming home to God. That wraps up the story for today. 
If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave us a nice review. If you have any questions or stories you want to hear, drop us a line at podcast at deepspirituality.com.